welcome to Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center's LinkCast with your host, Director of Transition and Employment, Mark Smith, and Link Facilitators, Nanette Bray-Day and Mark Schuster. Link is all things employment and transition for the military-connected community. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to the next LinkCast. I'm Mark Smith, Director of Transition and Employment at the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center with the almighty Nanette Bray Day. Good to be here. And the great Mark Shoe Schuster. Happy to be back. You notice how I always throw your nickname in the middle there. It Mark works. Shoe Schuster. If we keep talking Mark, it gets confusing between <laughs> Mark Smith, Mark Stafford, Mark Lillivision, and Mark Schuster. Two Marks make a right. I'm just saying. <laughs> they don't make a wrong, that's for sure. They absolutely do not. So... What are we going to talk about today? Interviewing. Interviewing. My most favorite subject, but the worst thing in the world to do, you know, until you get good at it. Right. Yeah. Once you get the practice in, I think it it kind of becomes a flow. And and, But again, everybody interviews different. So when you go in, you know, you could have, you know, just a couple of examples for me. I remember one that I did was my boss talking about how great he was and how to get fired for an hour and a half. And then at the end, I said, so you've talked to me for an hour and a half about how to get fired and how great you are. How do I keep my job? So, of course, everybody in the other cubicles were listening in. They were laughing. And then he says, you want the job? I'm like, OK. Um, you know, when I interviewed at Mount Carmel, it was behavioral interview questions. I'd never had that. So. Did they ask you if you wanted to be a tree? What type of tree did you <laughs> want to be? No, actually, I got asked what is your perfect working environment inside or outside? I was confused. I said, this is an inside job, right? I mean, am I, I mean, I can work outside. I don't have issues with that, but I thought this was like an office thing. So that did confuse me and I didn't understand it, but they were just listening to how I answered the question. Right, right. So before we get into too deep on behavioral interview information, let's talk about how to set up the interview. Yep. So so you got a phone call from HR and they said, oh, we want to do an interview with you. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to ask in order to be prepared for that interview? What time is the interview? Where Location. is the interview? <laughs> Will it be an online interview? Will it be a video or a voice interview? Mm-hmm. Whom will I be interviewing with? Will it be an individual, a panel interview? Will there be follow-on interviews? These are all types of questions you can ask. Is it a travel interview? I interviewed once for a company many years ago when I first left the Marine Corps back in the 1890s. And uh, <laughs> the, the the second stage interview was a flight to New Orleans where I had to meet with corporate because I made it through the initial interview. Those are all types of things that you can ask for. Should I bring additional uh, resumes? You can ask that question, even though you should. And then a really good question is, um, and the way you might want to phrase this is, Miss Nanette, I will be planning on wearing a suit and tie if you think that's appropriate. The reason you might want to ask that is if it's a manufacturing firm, they may not want you in a tie because you may be on a manufacturing floor. So there's so many things that can go into it based on what you're interviewing for. Maybe you're interviewing to work at a zoo. I've had friends that work with animals and they said, hey, when you show up, don't wear any perfumes. Yeah, You're going to be around the animals. Yep. And so that's kind of a unique qualifier as well. Right. And, and, you know, one thing I think you said was key is don't be surprised if it's not 
multiple types of interviews because your first interview may be a telephone. Then your second interview may be Zoom teams or, you know, whatever. And then the third one might actually be in person at the facility. Yeah. My my last job that I was working at uh, for Ditran Instruments in California before I moved here in 17, the headhunter called me and said, they're interested in you. They're, I'm going to send you a data sheet. They want you to fill that out. So I sent the data sheet back that, that afternoon. They gave me three days to do it. I got it back within an hour. Next thing I know, I had a uh, 15-page document that I had to fill out and answer a whole bunch of questions on. They gave me a week to do that. I got it back in a day. Then that led to a phone interview, <laughs> right, with the person I was going to work for. And then that led to a panel interview on site on a tour of the manufacturing plant. It was only after all of that that I got the job. But they gave me these windows that I thought were extreme, and it all happened within a week because I was just quick and responsive. So there's lots of ways that interviews can take place. The other thing I think is important to ask is how long should I schedule this for? Great question. Particularly if you've got kids you have to pick up from school, you have a doctor's appointment that afternoon and they didn't bother to tell you it was going to be a five-hour interview. If you already are working and you're looking for something different. Yeah. Right. You've got to manage your expectations to be successful when you walk in for that interview. So those are great questions, Mark, that mm -hmm. you need to ask whoever's calling you to set up the interview. And we talk about location. Drive the route. During if, that time period. Right. So yeah. if you're expected to be there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, a couple days prior, drive to the location, see what time you get there based on traffic and normal traffic patterns. These are, we have a lot of people across the country. And if you're driving through Los Angeles, which I've done, Atlanta, which I've done, DC, which I've done, I was just in Pennsylvania this weekend, uh, in Delaware and Philadelphia. Oh my gosh. Well, Philly's, I mean, Philly's the, a whole different The 95 is just horrible in certain areas along that part of, you know, next week I'm going to be, next week I'm going to be in Quantico again. So drive those routes during the time. Um, and then make sure you have the contact information because you'll drive it with no problem. And then yep. Murphy's going to jump in the car with you. Yep. And the one day you drive to the interview, something happens and be willing and able to call the office and say, I'm so sorry. Please tell Mark and Annette, I've been in a car accident. Yep. I will be there. I'm just finishing up paperwork with the police and I'll be there maybe an hour late. Yep. Um, so yeah, really right. important. Right. There are two Briargate roads here in Colorado Springs. So make sure you know which road. Yep, Briargate Road. Academy can Briar confuse Gate people. Parkway, yeah. Right. yeah. Academy South is actually oh, yeah. can be in the north and Academy yep. North could be in the south. So recon. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. There could be two Bradley roads. I know that because I live off one of them. So, so Nanette, what do you physically bring with you to a resume? I bring a portfolio that inside I have extra copies of my resume the job announcement, an ink pen. Um, and I used to say not your cell phone, but I think there's so much data kept on your cell phone these days that at least at a minimum, turn off the the buzzer switch. So yeah. don't let it be a distractor for you and leave everything else in, except your car keys in the car. And you can have questions with you. Absolutely. Information so, from the research. So I upfront put together what I call a cheat sheet. And it's a series of data points I want to make sure I cover during that interview. So I am preparing ahead of time based on the job announcement, what do I want them to know in particular. And I also have questions because at the end of every interview, they always say, 
Oh, there's two questions the interviewer will always ask you. The first of all is, tell me about yourself. And we'll go into that in a second. And the other one is, do you have any questions for me? You know, and I, I always bring a copy of references too. I always bring a couple of personal, yes. couple of uh, business related, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously I'm not going to hand those over unless they say, Hey, you know, give me three references. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I always make sure I call those references that I put down to say, Hey, Nanette, I put you down as a reference. I hope you're okay with that. If you're not, I can change it. And you definitely want to put somebody down that's going to talk good about you. you oh, know? that would be good. If I put shoe down because I'm the army guy, he's going to be like, oh, I don't know about that guy. No. I have no problem with that. But you, know, <laughs> you can prep your references Absolutely. when you're in the job market. Say, hey, Mark, I'm looking for a job probably the next four to five months. Do you have any problem if I put you down for any reference? Absolutely. No right, problem What phone all. number should I use and what email? Yeah. Verify stuff because you might want to do that. Maybe your job has changed or maybe you've received an extra phone. And please... As proud as we are of our, of our, our platoon commander notebooks that have, have crossed the dirt in Iraq, Afghanistan, Mongolia, and they've been sweating in your cargo pocket for the last 30 <laughs> years, please do not pull out your yeah. platoon commander notebook. Yeah. Time to go, buy a Yes, one. go get yes. a professional 8.5 by yep. 11 portfolio yep. folder with uh, a regular type of legal pad in there. So really important right. because it, it sends a message. Right. You want to dress the part. Correct. You want to dress the part. So... Absolutely. What time should I be at the interview? It, the interview starts at 1400. What time should I be well, at the front desk, Nanette? So now you're going to be a civilian, Mark. What time and, should I be at the desk? My interview is at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So probably no earlier than quarter of. And that's, I would say that you, you know, I, I, one thing I will tell you, I had a commander used to tell me if you're 15 minutes early, you're 15 minutes late. And I always get places early. At least I try to. So that way, if there's hiccups, whatever, I've got I've got a buffer. But so that sit has, in the parking lot for a little bit. Well, that, absolutely. Do. But there's, that always stuck in my mind. Um, but when you said 15 minutes, it just kind of popped out again. I think that, thanks, that, Captain that, Shell. Yeah, that's usually where where you want to target 15 minutes a little bit early. Yeah. And don't be surprised if somebody you didn't expect shows up. That's why you want to bring probably five copies of your resume mm-hmm. stapled inside your portfolio. And it's one of the first things you can do when you sit down after you shake a hand and sit down and say, Miss Bredet, I did bring some extra copies of my resume. If you need one or if somebody else were to join us, I have it here for you. Or if you have updated it or targeted it towards that job announcement, you could say, I brought you an updated version and I here's the specific data you were looking for information. So I would do that as well. So we talked in the last session about what a resume does for you. Mark, what is the interview actually doing? Well, it's hopefully getting you the job. And But the purpose of us interviewing people is to find out if they are a what? A good? Absolutely a good fit. They're a good fit and they fit into our... Culture. culture. Yeah. And because you know, it, the resume already tells us you can do the job. Right. We have to make sure you can show up on time, yep. look us in the eye, shake our hand, you're professional. All those little things mean something because it speaks to can I work with this person mm-hmm. in the future? Can they follow instructions? Because following is one of the most important pieces of looking for a job. But what else is an interview going to do for, for you the know, person? I, I think for me, the biggest thing, and, and again, I interview for my department. You know, if, if I'm bringing you in, you're, you're already qualified for the job. One of the biggest things for me, you know, when I do an interview, I have my whole team there. So we it's kind of a panel interview, kind of. Um, I, I am not 
the be all tell all. This is who we're hiring. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I, I let my team pick. Hey, do do we want to bring Schuster on our team? Is no. he going to be a good fit? No. A number one. Well, I. <laughs> but you know, it, I always I always add my two cents. Hey, you know, I I don't I don't think this person is a good fit. But they're going to work with them more than I am, so right. to speak. Because as director, I I spend a lot of time in meetings. So if I see you, it's a lot of times I see my guys. It's in passing, you know. The big thing for me is the fit. I'm going to spend eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week with you. And sometimes on weekends, I'm going to see you more than I see my family. You know, A, we have to get along. You know, do you have a sense of humor? Because if you're in, in a, a place for 10 hours a day, it gets chaotic. You know, it gets to the point where you're like, oh, I need, I need a break. I need, I'm stressing out. Hey, let's crack some jokes and laugh and laugh it off and get moving with the mission. So, you know, it's kind of the way I look at it. So that's what the interview does for the hiring team and the company. Nanette, what's the interview do for the actual person being interviewed? It's not just about getting the job. What else could it be about? It is a lot about the culture. Am I going to be able to handle Mark's crazy jokes <laughs> for eight to 10 hours a day? I only have day? two or three a day. Do you know, do I like the culture? Do I like the fit? Do I like the environment? So it's a two-way process. It so is. That's it's what we're a two-way conversation. And it's like dating, you guys. Yeah. You know, the one other, at a time. The, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 I but wonder it, where you heard that. It is. It's like a first date. Everybody's putting on their best of best mm -hmm. because once you decide to go forward with that relationship, now all the little quirks and isms fall out. Yeah. And that's where you learn to work with people. You learn to have some fun. You learn to work through some challenges. Yeah. But the key takeaway here for everybody listening is that an interview isn't just, it's not a one-way process. It must be a two-way process. No, yeah, two -way you definitely. Two-way, yeah, two-way, two-way, two -way, because you want yeah. to make sure it's a good fit. I, I was once yep. sent into an interview in my manuf aerospace manufacturing world. I tell the story at Link where I showed up. It took 40, I waited 45 minutes for the interviewed, interview person to even come out. And when I went into the person's office, it was a complete disaster. And so my signals were not positive. And then when I walked through the plant, it was a, t a total mess. And I always say, I wouldn't have taken that job for a million dollars a year, at least a month, maybe a, a month. Um, but I was not interested. They couldn't convince me to come work for them unless I was allowed to fix everything. But that's not what they were hiring me for. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared to not want to work there because you didn't, it didn't appear to be or turn out to be what it, what it was. And that's okay too. And don't be sold on somebody just because of a name. You know, I, right. I, I listen to this all the time and it's like, I only want to work here and this is the only place I want to work. Well, it's too myopic. It may be, it may not be a fit for you. Right. You have to prioritize what you, what is the most important thing? You know, for me, it's, you know, my family, it's, my extracurricular activities mm -hmm. and money is not an object for me. I just, it, it's not, money. I, I enjoy and I love what I do. I, I smile every day coming into work. You can make more money than you make at this job. You Absolutely. can make less money than what you make at your current job. There's a work-life balance. Eric talks a lot about yep. the fact that where he works today, um, it's really important. He had offers for a lot more money yep but he would have been driving 40 to 45 minutes each way every day, yep. and it wasn't worth it to him. So that work-life balance is important. Because believe it or not, 
with this job, particularly as you're transitioning out of the military, you are allowed to find a position that makes you happy Yep. and reduces your stress level. Oh my gosh, you're allowed mm-hmm. to say yes, you're allowed to say no, you're allowed to look for a fit that works for you. So Nanette, tell me about a time when you had to use the STAR method during an interview process. <gasps> there's our, there's our transition star. to uh, behavioral interviews. Behavioral interviews, STAR, situation, task, action, result, and K for knowledge, Stark, actually works really well. And so when you are answering those questions, use those five major points to get mm-hmm. you through the answer with the K, knowledge, wrapping up your answer as how you would use that example in this new position that you are applying for. What did you learn that I can use in this job that I'm applying for. So we're talking about behavioral interviewing. Yes. In today's professional world, most of the time you're going to be subjected to behavioral interviews. Right. Please go online if you're listening to this, study this, watch the videos. Um, we have resources through Mark's office for up to 100 behavioral interview questions that are anywhere from leadership to uh, all different types of categories, communication, things like that. And as you prepare and get ready for these types of behavior interviews. Mark, what's one of the one things that you should always have on your hip pocket ready to pull out when somebody says, hey, what do you do for a living? And they find out you're working. What do you want to tell them in that next 30 seconds? Oh, your 30-second pitch, your elevator speech. Yeah. Yeah. And what is that? So it's kind of like a quick snapshot of, hey, this this is my experience. This is what I'm looking for. And then you can actually go into it. Um, you know, but I, here's I think... what I'm going to turn that upside down. Okay. Yeah. Upside down. I would start with, particularly if you're job mm-hmm. seeking, start with what you're looking for, followed by your experiences. Because if you start blabbing away at your 35 year, you know, career in the military, your listener is going to be shut off and start thinking about, oh, I got to pick up groceries on the way home and the kid, <laughs> you know, so make it about them up front. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you want that personally designed card because mm-hmm. you're in business for yourself looking for a new career. And that's great. And one of the things you can do is you can tell them what you're looking for, explain why you're looking for that, and just say, I've got decades of experience that qualify for me that here's my card. If you forget what I'm looking for, look on the back. It tells you what I'm looking for. And there's a link to my uh, profile page on LinkedIn. And Please could, keep that with you later. And, and that's a little, that's your business just, card. That, that's your business card because yeah. okay. you're in business for yourself and a QR, looking for a job. And you can actually do a QR code for LinkedIn. Can, and one of my guys phone. showed me how it, I mean, it was ridiculously easy. It takes you right to your page. And, 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 that, mm-hmm. and that's what we talked about in the last session. Your yeah. digital resume is LinkedIn. Yep. And I'm not an IT guy by any means. My 16 year old son helps me with my iPhone, but you know, he was showing me this and you just click it and it, you know, you can actually just walk up, scan it and Mm -hmm. you're connected. So I thought that was very cool. Absolutely. It makes a difference. I think the other thing that we talk about in, in, I remember you you used to talk about in Prep Connect. We also talk in LinkedIn when it comes to interviewing. I, I want our listeners to think about a networking event and you show up to a networking event you put a name badge on, you grab a soda or water, and you walk around, you're talking to somebody. And as you're talking to somebody in that relaxed environment, 
your guard is down, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're speaking to individuals because we have network events here at Mount Carmel yep. Veterans Service Center and all over the place. Understand that you're being interviewed that entire time. Yep. And when you put it into context, it's just like if, you, if, you're, if you're a baseball player and you practice your hitting, if you're a golfer and you practice your putting, when you're not on, you're relaxed, you're focused, you're aware of everything. But the minute somebody categorizes and says, at two o'clock this afternoon, also known as 1400 in the real world, that you're going to have a formal interview, all of a sudden the yips kick in. Yeah. But please just take a deep breath and just yeah. have a two-way conversation Absolutely. with somebody. We're not hiring managers if you've never done this because you went from high school to the military. We get that. And it's 30 years later and you've never interviewed for a job because orders show up instead. It's just a conversation. Yeah. Talk to the individual or the teams. Find out what they're looking for. Tell them how you're going to solve their problems. I mean, we could do a class just on questions. We could do a session just on the questions you can ask. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I want people to remember is it's just a normal conversation between two or more people talking about the challenges. Because we hire people to solve problems. And we hire people we know, like, trust, and remember. Yep. But an interview can be anywhere. It could be happening uh, at the football game, mm -hmm. and you never realize it. It could be on the golf course. It could be in a bar. Yep. It could be you doing something weird in your car 15 minutes before walking in, and they can see it because there's cameras everywhere. Yep. Literally, the, the minute you walk on their grounds, you're you're just have the mindset that someone's probably looking and someone's probably listening. Yeah. Let's talk about the car for a second. The car, getting dressed in the car. and No, we don't want to get dressed no, in the car. No, don't get dressed. Okay. No, Not don't. in their parking lot. No. But um, what about the car? make sure the car is clean. Make sure yeah. it's well-maintained. Um, and you don't have Cheerios all over the back seat with the kitty car. If you're a, pl if you're a single parent mm -hmm. and looking for a job, because that may send the cue that... You're a single parent, and they're looking for somebody to work the swing shift, and you yep. couldn't do that if you're a swing. Because yeah, you just don't know what people people Are, say or see. And right. at the end of the day, also, I think because of the two-way conversation, if you don't feel good about the people, the interview, what they put you through, mm -hmm. waiting 45 minutes, messy, dis destroyed office, yep. a facility that didn't look safe, it's okay to walk away. There's nothing wrong with that. And then what happens is the interview just gets put into your sea bag. It just gets put into your briefcase or whatever you guys mm -hmm. use in the army, footlocker, I guess. Um, and it's one of those experiences that you chalk up. You're like, wow, I did this well. I did this wrong. I need to do better next time. And you can use that. So if you have any opportunity for an interview, even if you know the company, yeah. you don't want to go work for them, go do the interview anyway. Yeah, because yeah. you may learn something. Because you exactly. would definitely learn Absolutely. something. And that's the K and star. It's that knowledge piece. Right. And so, the other... Go ahead, Mama Bear. Going back to the behavioral interviews questions... Mm -hmm going online, pull those down, print them yep. out, and practice them in the car. Have some stories, yep. too. Have some stories that yep. relate to each and every single one of those hundred questions and right. practice them out loud because your brain will process it better. Yeah, have some stories. And then the most difficult question somebody is going to ask you is, Nanette, we really appreciate the way you've been working with us answering questions. I'd like to ask you, uh, what is your biggest weakness? Oh, that's a fun one. We're really good at telling people what we're good at. Yep. But have you really thought about what your biggest weaknesses you, might you, be? Or probably are, because we all have weaknesses. So the Myers-Briggs, Myers-Briggs type in inventory assessments 
provide you with a list of your strengths and your weaknesses. And you can go online, check that out, but let them do the heavy lifting for you and then learn how to articulate that. A friend of mine, his biggest problem or weakness he admitted to is organization. And here's how he answers that question. Bob answers this question. It's, I know my problem, my weakness is organization. What I have found is, that is a key phrase. Let me say that again. What I have found is if I spend 15 to 30 minutes at the end of the duty day, cleaning up my desk, making a list of everything I need to accomplish for tomorrow, I am much better organized and much more efficient when I walk in the door the next day. So you're showing a weakness, but you're defeating that weakness all in the same You're admitting yep. the weakness, yep. but you're showing how you have overcome yep. and deal with that weakness. Yeah, it's important to be um, transparent about what's, what your weaknesses and challenges are. Because again, it's easy to be good, but it can be a challenge to self-evaluate. And you can always ask some friends and peers and say, look, I'm going to be interviewing for a really good job. Could you give me an honest assessment? What do you think I could work on? What do you think some, how do I sound? How do I come across to people? Um, Oftentimes, I know you guys won't believe this, but I can be a little headstrong and overbearing. Not the Marine in the room. No That is true. And one of my best friends, Frances, who told me when I moved here, she said, hey, your resume is amazing. I would never hire you. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you could lead but I don't think you can follow and you're joining my company and you're going to work for me. And I want to know how you're going to be willing to step into something new. And that's key for our transitioning military too. make sure that they know that you're not looking to be the CEO because many of us can run companies. Are we willing to come in and start fresh, start new, be humble and say, although I've never worked in your industry, Mr. Smith, Ms. Breday, but I feel confident that after 30 years of experience, I'm very good at learning new things. And I'm excited to learn new and start from the bottom and earn my way at the top. That'll eliminate any concern they might have over the fact that they are hiring veterans with decades of experience. But I I think the the being humble, I I think that's kind of where when I transitioned out, I failed on my part is I wasn't trying to be humble. I thought I'm going to, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in a security clearance. I'm going to get out of the army and make $180 million a year, which obviously is not the case. Um, but I got humbled really fast. You not know, a lot of, a, not a lot of army E7s that are humble anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I got humbled really fast yeah, when I'm important. applying for jobs that I was qualified for yeah. and I wasn't getting any calls back. But again, going back to it, and, and we covered it, you know, in a, fir- a past segment, was my resume. My resume was horrible. Yeah. Humble's a great baseline. So now we've survived the interview, or almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're at the end of the interview. Do we ask for the job? Great question. If you want the job, close. If you don't want the job, don't close. A good starting point is, Miss um, Br- Nanette, thank you so much for everything we've talked about today. I appreciate the opportunity. Based on what we've discussed, is there any concerns you have on what I've shared with you today? First step. Clear all those, and then you can go bold and say, well, should we walk down the hall to find my office that I, I'm going to move <laughs> into on Monday? Now that is really bold. Or, Ms. Burday, thank you so much. What's the next step for me yeah. to get started? Right. So if you Soft want close, the hard job, close. Yeah. if you want the job, ask for the job. Mm-hmm. If you don't want, want the job. Thank you for your time and get the hell out of there. Exactly mm-hmm. right. So we, we walked out the door. 
with the clothes one way or the other, mm -hmm. then what do we do? Go to your car, write thank you letters, and walk them right back into the office and yeah. drop them off before you leave. Don't wait until you get home. No. The you can. No, but you I wouldn't. can't. No, I you can't. Just bring thank you cards and drop them off when you leave. Bring Absolutely. them with you when you come. Yeah. yeah. With a stamp yeah. and everything, and do it in the parking lot. Because if you get home, yeah. that vortex of life is yeah. going to suck you in, well, yeah. and you'll never get around You shouldn't need a stamp. Go right back in. Yep. Because if you expected to meet Mark, but you met Nanette and Ted and yep. Mark, now you got to go write three thank you cards yep. and walk them right back into the office and drop them off. And I will, I will tell you, thank you cards are huge. Why? Old school, they, write it out by to hand. Me, to me, it means a lot. Because it means that you took the time to say thank you. It's not just a, hey, thanks, I appreciate it. You know, let me know what happens. And it's not just an email. No, it's a follow-up. No. I mean, you're basically following up yeah. to that. So. It was much harder for me. I used stone tablets and Annette used smoke signals. That is true. So I, it was I really hard. That. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> you got to get a thick skin around here. Well, guys. as a Marine, I figured you'd use crayon, but you know, Well, sometimes <laughs> if, if you run out of crayon, we use stone. We started with stone tablets. <laughs> That's awesome. So this has been a great discussion, you guys. You know, absolutely. And I, I think one I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, the resume gets you the interview, interview gets you the job. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out to me um and say, Hey, get me in this link workshop. You're gonna do mock interviews. And probably one of the only times you will actually get feedback from an employer on that interview is through the workshop that we do at right. Mount Carmel. And hey, one so. quick follow-up. If you do not get the job, a couple things happen. You may never hear back from them. Correct. You may hear back from them with a polite rejection. Yep. But keep them in your sights because a month later, if you haven't found a job, it's okay to reach out. Find something in that industry and send an email to Mr. Hey, Mr. Smith, mm -hmm. I want you to know I'm still looking for work. I'm still interested in this position. I've recently found this article about your company. And if anything else changes, let me know. Because oftentimes people get hired and they don't last. We had a lady on my team. True story. In May, I had to let her go from a different contract. Government directed release. Last week, I hired her on a different contract in the same friggin' building in, in Huntsville. <laughs> so you just never know. Yeah, We will try to bring you back. We'll try to find something mm -hmm. or another opportunity happens. I had a contract terminate in North Dakota last month, mm -hmm. and we took the site lead and put them on a different contract at the same base, yeah. and they're still working for us. So keep in touch with people. Let them know that you're looking for work, and good things will happen. Very good, very good. And if you're interested in getting involved in the Link Interview Workshop, feel free to call me at 719-309-4724, or you can get me by email at marksmith, the at sign, mtcarmelcenter.org. Again, that's 719-309-4724, or marksmith at mountcarmelcenter.org. listening to LinkCast with Mark Smith, Danette Breday, and Mark Schuster. LinkCast is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center presented by Mount Carmel's Directorate of Transition and Employment and produced in the Veterans Voice Studio located on the campus of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The LinkCast drops the first and third week of each month and is available by searching link at veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us.